0: This is Real Estate Rookie episode 240.
1: Look at the math here. We we know that you've got to speak to it at minimum, at minimum 200 homeowners before you'll get a contract. What I see is that if you talk to say 50 real estate agents a day who, it, who are each prospecting themselves, imagine if you talk to 50 agents who are each talking to 50 homeowners to try to get listings, right? How many effective conversations am I having a day if I go that route? If 50 agents are each talking to 50 homeowners, that's me talking to 2,500 people. So the math doesn't lie.
0: My name is Ashley Kerr, and I'm here with my co-host, Tony Robinson.
1: And welcome to the Real Estate
2: Rookie Podcast, where every week, twice a week, we bring you the inspiration, information, and stories you need to hear to kickstart your investing journey. And I want to start today's episode by shouting out someone from the rookie audience uh, who goes by the username Dudet 3 And Dudet 3 left, uh, left us an honest rating review on, on Apple Podcasts, a five-star review that says, love Ashley and Tony. I love their podcast so much. They provide valuable insight and good motivational stories. Both seem to have a very positive and upbeat outlook on life. I've learned a lot in looking. Look forward to what is to come. And then Dudad also dropped uh, an Instagram handle. It's at Mitt in Rentals. So M-I-T-T-E-N-R-E-N-T-A-L-S. So make sure to give uh, Mitt in Rentals a, a follow as well for, for giving us some five-star love. So if you haven't yet and you're listening to this podcast, uh, please you leave us an honest rating and review. The more views we get, the more folks we can help. And, you know, I, I kind of got some beef, Ashley, because I'm seeing some of these newer podcasts coming up. And like right out the gate, they've got like double the reviews that we have. So I want to challenge our Ricky audience to, to help us out here. Don't 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 leave us high and dry.
0: Yeah, we would appreciate it, you guys. Um, Tony diligently looks at the reviews constantly. I cannot in case there's a bad one. So I rely on Tony to read all of the good <laughs> ones <laughs> when we are recording. And I appreciate every single one of them. So thank you guys so much.
3: Transform your lead generation and deal making strategies with Deal Machine. Sign up today and start exploring the unlimited possibilities at slash BP. Remember when you had to pay to get a lead's phone number? It was like the dark ages. Until Deal Machine made skip tracing a thing of the past. Now, with your Deal Machine plan, you'll get unlimited access to phone numbers and contact information for no extra cost.
4: Did you know that I turned one of my first homes into an Airbnb? It's true. And it even helped me get the extra income I needed to launch my real estate career. So if you want to try your hand at making even more income with your property, Airbnb is the place to be. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host.
0: So Tony, uh, today we have a unique episode again, just like the past several Rookie Replies have been where we were live at BP Con. But while we were at BP Con, the first day, we decided to do an Instagram giveaway where we announced it at BP Con on stage that we were doing this Instagram giveaway and we had to be tagged in their story. And the very next day we picked a winner. We gave I think Ethan, what, maybe an hour and a half notice that he was going <laughs> to yeah. be on the podcast and <laughs> we're recording live <laughs> and to, yeah. to come meet us. So um we have Ethan Wilson on who we just met at BPCon. We randomly picked his Instagram account. We messaged him and he was able to come. So we also have another guest on uh, with us too, Jamil Damji. So we literally took everyone that we knew you guys would want to hear and we dragged them into our podcast studio at BP Con. So we have two guests on for this episode and they both provide tremendous value. I mean, Ethan, I think we hit the jackpot. Like we've, we're like shocked. Like, wait, this is your story, and we just randomly picked you. This is amazing.
2: <laughs> yeah, and you know, it was so funny. I was in the back of, um, I was in the back of one of the rooms. So it was actually the social media presentation at BPCon. Sarah was on stage, and, and our good friend Rob was was moderating, and Britt was up there. A few other folks, and I was at the very back of the room. And this this kid comes up to me, and he shows me his phone, and it's an Instagram message from Ashley. And he's like, "Hey, is this real?" And you know, there's a lot of fake profiles floating around, so I wasn't sure. And I was like, I don't know, like there's a lot of fakes out there. And I messaged Ashley and I was like, Hey, is this real? And she's like, Yeah. So it was it was kind of funny how 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 all of that came together. But yeah, Ethan was a great story. And then Jamil, if you guys don't know Jamil, Jamil uh is first just like a fantastic human being. Uh this guy just like radiates positivity and warmth. And not only that, but he's also an amazing real estate investor. And we definitely have to get him back on the podcast to to kind of give give a masterclass to all the rookie uh, listeners around his strategy for finding off market deals. But anyway, before we, we go too far with, uh, with Ethan and Jamil, we do want to take a question from the rookie audience. So if you guys want to leave a question, get active in the real, in the real estate rookie Facebook group, or you guys can go to, uh, the bigger pockets forums. Today's question comes from Heidi K Wood, and Heidi's question is when buying from a wholesaler is the asking price pretty much what you have to pay or is there room for negotiation? Luckily for you, Heidi, there is always room for negotiation. Um, like like most transactions, like most buying and selling, you can always always negotiate the price. Um, you know, we, we've purchased a, a few deals from wholesalers at this point, and pretty much every time we've been able to negotiate a little bit off of the purchase price. Right? Um, wholesalers are just like regular sellers, right? Like they sometimes they're going to price a little high in anticipation of the fact that people will uh, probably negotiate and, and the price will come down a little bit. Um, I, I guess I just do want to share a story. The, the, the last time that we purchased a property from a wholesaler, there was a significant amount of negotiation on the purchase price. Um, I can't remember the exact numbers, but this is a property that we had under contract for like, I don't know, like $250,000, right? And I had never seen the property in person, and uh, I'd just seen photos and videos. So we get the property under contract. And, you know, i would worked this wholesaler before, so it wasn't the first time I worked with them. So I knew that we already had a relationship and we get the property under contract. And then Sarah, my wife and our crew, they go and walk the property without me. And as soon as as soon as they get to the house, Sarah calls me like all upset. She was like, like, babe, what are you doing? We're not buying this house. And I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, I know it's a little rough, but it's like, it's it's not terrible. She was like, the whole roof has collapsed inside. So when you walked into the living room, like the ceiling inside of the living room had literally collapsed. And I went back and I looked at the photos and I was like, I would remember if the roof had collapsed on the photos. That wasn't the case. So I, I called the wholesaler. I let them know what happened. I'm like, hey, like, you know, my, my wife and my crew are there and the ceiling has collapsed. And he was like, are you, are you sure? I was like, yeah. <laughs> and I sent him the photos that my wife had sent me. And um, I told him, I was like, hey, you know, this is going to be the cost to get this repaired. We need this deducted from the purchase price. And he was like, hey, I'm sorry. We sell all of our properties as is. And I, you know, I think if I was a new investor, I probably would have panicked a little bit. bit but, you know, the, given this wasn't my, my first rodeo, I kind of knew what to look for. So I, I politely pointed out to him. That pretty much every purchase and sell agreement, at least a good one, has a clause that says the condition of the property cannot materially change from the time that it is placed under contract until you closed. And I asked the wholesaler, I said, do you think that the roof collapsing would be considered a material change? And I was like, look, we have two options here. I was like, either you guys can give me a discount on the price or I can take you guys to small claims court. And it's up to you. But I would think that if I showed a, a judge, an arbitrator, whoever, that this is what it looked like when I placed it under contract, this is what it looked like today, they would probably agree that a big gaping hole in the roof would constitute me being right and, and you being wrong. So was a little bit of back and forth, and eventually they were, they were able to, to negotiate the, the price down, and we all walked away from that transaction uh, pretty happy. So that was my, uh, <laughs> my, uh, my experience from uh, negotiating on a, on a good wholesale deal.
0: What happened with this house? Did it turn out to be a great rehab?
2: It actually did. Um, not before it got really, really terrible <laughs> um, because immediately immediately after we closed, um, we went back to, to start demo and we couldn't get in and we ended up finding that there was a squatter in the property uh, after we had closed on it so we had to kick the squatters out and it was it was a it was a it was definitely a, a challenging rehab for us but the property's actually done now um we we should have our permit here for uh, the short-term rental in a couple of weeks and then we can put all of this behind us
0: <laughs> good <laughs> yeah. well thanks for sharing that that story with us Tony i think it gives a little bit of insight that even as an experienced investor that things don't always go smoothly. And there are a lot of challenges that we all face every single day. Um, I've actually never bought a property from a wholesaler. And I think it's mostly because there's not a, I'm investing in rural areas where there's not a huge (laughs) supply of wholesalers going in and buying these markets where there's very few investors investing in. But in the actual city of Buffalo, I'm on uh, quite a few buyers lists for wholesalers. And it's always interesting to see and I was at this meetup once where a wholesaler came up to me and said, someone said, I need to talk to you that you buy in this area. And it was a, not even half a mile from my childhood home growing up. And I knew exactly where the house was. And so I'm looking at the address and I'm like, I know something about this house. What is it? And just by like Googling the address, it comes up meth house, meth bust, like people arrested, like all this thing. And I was like, oh yeah, that's why. So <laughs> I messaged the whole, and like, I just want to say, like I grew up in a very nice, te- like home life. Like I did not yeah. live in a, a bad area growing up. No, this no
2: was literally back.
0: in the, the middle of nowhere. Like, um, uh, you know, my bus ride to school was like an hour long, but I, uh, so this little house there had been a meth house and it probably had been, But when this happened, it was probably eight years, 10 years before that, and the house has sat since then. And somebody has owned it. I don't know if it's changed hands or what, but with some place being a meth house, you want to have some kind of remediation. So I asked the wholesaler, has there been any kind of remediation on the property? And he had no idea that it was a meth house at all. So he's like, do you think you could send me that information you found? And this was literally just by me Googling the address, all this stuff came up. And it was just kind of a shock to me, like, oh my gosh, wholesalers don't even Google the properties that they're trying to sell just to see any kind of information that's out there that Mm -hmm. definitely could kind of benefit them before even putting the property under contract. And Mm -hmm. So I've kind of followed the property a little bit and I'm assuming they cancel the contract because I never uh, saw that it it changed hands at all from the current owner.
2: Yeah. I mean, so would you, would you have bought the house at the right price?
0: Um, Actually, yes, because I looked into the remediation of it Mm. and like, it was just like mold. Like people are scared of mold. I used to be scared of mold, but now that I work with this great mold company, I've bought in a couple houses now with mold and they come in and do the removal and it costs money, but I know what to budget for it. Mm. So yeah, you just have to budget for it. But the, he had it, what he had it under contract for, he eventually told me what it was after I said that I wasn't interested or whatever. And he wasn't even trying to make that much off the assignment fee, but yeah, Mm. he, he couldn't. Move because he didn't know when he went into it that it needed that remediation. So, yeah,
2: and that so it that just makes me think like, if, if you can, when you're working with the wholesaler, if you can put off uh, submitting your EMD until you have like had a chance to like walk the property, that's always ideal. Like, that's that's an error that I shared with that wholesaler. Um, they have a non refundable EMD. And I wanna say it wasn't a small EMD, it was like fifteen or twenty thousand dollars we put up as EMD. So and it was non-refundable for the moment that we wired it in. So that's why I had to like threaten them with like litigation to get you know, to either get my EMD back or or for them to to discount the price. But if you can, you know, when you're dealing with the wholesaler, if you can walk the property first, get a sense of what might need to be done to it before you submit your EMD, you'll have a little bit more flexibility there as well.
0: Yeah, I it, I smirked when you said you know it was only fifteen twenty thousand dollars. Like the last property for your property, I put an EMD down. It was two thousand
2: dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can I? Okay, let me let me share one story about I think the the best return on EMD that I've ever gotten. I don't I don't even know if people that, if that's a phrase return on EMD, but this is what it was, right? So we um you know everyone knows we have cabins in the Smoky Mountains. And, uh, you know, we, we bought a bunch in 2020 and, or 2020 and 2021, like we haven't purchased anything in 2022 yet, but we got a a new construction cabin under contract at the end of 2020. It was like December of 2020 and it was a $2,500 refundable EMD, fully refundable EMD, $2,500. The cabin, I think we got it under contract at like 780 is what we got it under contract for. It was supposed to be done in the spring of 2021, so like six months after we put that EMD down, well, you know, supply chain issues, labor shortage, I don't know what, but it got pushed from spring of 2021 to fall of 2021, and then from fall of 2021 to winter or to uh, spring of 2022, and from spring of 2022 to fall of 2022. So we're actually just now closing on that cabin in about 30 days. But here's what's happened over that time frame. The cabin is in a new development of, of short-term rentals. So I think altogether, there's 22 cabins that were built in this one development. Well, out of 22, my cabin was number 21. So 1 through you know 10, 12, 15, my cabin has already been built, like the same exact floor plan. And some of those cabins have already sold. And my cabin, under contract at 780, the exact same cabin sold for 1.2. So we, we built what is that? Almost $400,000 in equity on a $2,500 refundable EMD. So it was crazy. That was like the best EMD I've ever, I've ever put down in my life.
0: I remember we had a guest on who was doing that in Austin, Texas with I new builds. Yeah. And he would like, as soon as was a new development, he'd put a deposit down. It was like a thousand dollars to have it built. And by the time it was actually built, they put in so much equity and he was doing this every year and house hacking it for a year then going on. And as soon as he closed on that first one, he'd go put, put a deposit on for one for the following year. And right. since these were like the first houses in that development, by like by the time people were coming into phase two to buy them, they were paying more than he had paid for that mm-hmm. that phase one. Yeah. Super interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, today, um, let's get into our actual guests that we have onto the show. So you can uh, meet Jameel, and you probably have heard him on the market, the podcast. Um, Tony and I like to joke that it's the second best podcast, and we're number one, but uh, it really is truly an amazing and informative Mm -hmm. podcast. So if you guys haven't subscribed yet, you really should. Um, And then also we have our Winner on Ethan, and I'm not even going to say anything about him as to what he's been going on, except that he is very young and fresh out of college and is doing amazing things. So make sure you guys check out uh, this episode. Ethan, welcome to the show. So we also have Jamil here with us from the On the Market podcast. So this is a super special episode that we are recording Live here at BPCon, So Ethan actually won a giveaway that we did on Instagram. We decided to do this yesterday and he was our chosen winner, the lucky one. And we are so honored to have him here with us. He just gave us a 30 second little spiel of what he has going on and we are already amazed and can't wait to hear more. So Ethan, you can tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started in real estate, please.
5: Yeah, well, thanks uh, first and foremost for having me. I'm honored and, and grateful to be a part of it. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm 23. I started my real estate journey, uh, just a year ago, a year and four or five days ago, closing my first single family house down in Huntsville, Alabama. Um, I was in college at the time. I was, uh, I was a busy guy running around. I was playing soccer, uh, taking graduate classes, coaching, and, uh, you know, trying to make it through school and everything. And the opportunity came up to get the house, um, just in the neighborhood next to the, uh, to the college. So I got it. Um, I rented out to my roommates, uh, who were my former teammates, and they, you know, they paid my mortgage and a little extra. Um, I got into a, uh, I fell into a good group of people, I'm a big fan of Bigger Podcast. I found Cody Davis and Christian, I good, um, on Bigger Podcast, listened to their podcast. Loved their story, loved what they were about. Um, it really spoke to me, resonated, so I, uh, I joined them, joined their mentorship and uh, like I said, got got around a good, a really good group of people. Learned a ton over the past couple months. And on Friday, we just closed on our first Apex. And Down in Texas. Yeah, yeah. So super excited about that. Three weeks ago, I quit my job to do this full time, um, pursue my passion. You know, real estate's just what burns my fire. And it just wasn't in the. Uh, the the jobs are dangerous, as they say. It's comfortable. It's easy to get stuck in the nine to five and uh, just do real estate on the side as I planned but um I'm young I I took on the risk and took the leap and I'm loving it under contract for a six unit outside of Knoxville Tennessee
2: and uh going from there. Dude first congratulations man like at 23 I think I was like I was working at like Foot Locker so (laughs) (laughs) you're like doing some amazing things brother. I appreciate it. So what what what's next like so you you quit your job you're going full-time you got a few small multis like what what is the what is the goal for you?
5: Yeah, so one of my buddies, Eddie from Nashville, uh, we've been best friends. We've always been hustlers together. You know, we would work our internships and then immediately after going, start doing landscaping, hauling, moving, stuff like that, and uh, saving up our money. He started a business. I bought my first house. Um, next, we're going to, he's going to leave his job soon. I left my job. We're going to go together in real estate and uh, take it on together. He's more of a, a flipping guy. He flips couches. Um, and he wants to flip houses. He's going to be the Very capital. Similar. Yeah, exactly. What's the difference between a couch and a house? Um, but uh, he'll be the capital provider for my long-term opportunities. And uh, in the meantime, find private investors to come in with us.
0: So being so fresh and so new at doing these first couple deals, what's your one piece of advice for a rookie listener right now?
5: Uh, jump in, whatever whatever you think that obstacle is. Um, it's probably not as real as you think it is, you know, my obstacle was uh, just the the lack of knowledge and and just the fear Mm -hmm. of not doing it. I think, I think a lot of people struggle with, and this is all over bigger pockets, I know, but analysis paralysis. And, you know, I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad years ago and started studying, 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 analyzing deals, looking all this, what am I going to do? And uh, I finally pulled the trigger. And, you know, if I'd done it earlier, maybe I'd be somewhere different, but live with no regrets. And, that's, that's my advice. Just just, uh, just jump in.
0: Well, super cool. And uh, thanks so much for coming on the show. Ethan is actually going to help us co-host today as we talk to Jamil.
4: This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hiring your search is over.
2: Really, there's no need to search. Match instead with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates super fast. Ditch the busy work, use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to hire top talent faster. Speaking of top talent, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. But why do I love Indeed? Because I'm busy and scrolling through 300 resumes is not helping my business grow. It's actually making it slow. With Indeed, I can hire faster and know I'm getting someone who can do the job. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to post your jobs with more visibility at Indeed.com slash rookie. Just go to Indeed.com rookie right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com rookie. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When Bigger Pockets started podcasting, no one thought we needed a store, but then books, so many books, best selling books, rookie books, partnership books. We needed the best real estate bookstore ever, so we chose Shopify. <coughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. And that's why we chose Shopify for the Bigger Pockets bookstore. So sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com/bp rookie, all lowercase. Again, go to shopify.com/bp rookie now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. shopify.com/bp rookie. Rookie's 2024 is the year to start protecting your rental properties with an LLC. But you don't have to do all the paperwork and filing yourself. Corporate Direct is your professional and affordable option for getting your LLC done right. They handle the state filings, draft your operating agreement, and act as your registered agent. They'll even help you comply with the Corporate Transparency Act to schedule a free 15-minute consultation with an incorporating specialist. Mention Real Estate rookie and get a $100 discount on your formation. That's corporatedirect.com slash biggerpockets.
0: So, right. Jamil, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me, Ethan. First, uh, it, it's evident why you're the chosen one, bro. Uh, so <laughs> congratulations again. Just uh, phenomenal, phenomenal work.
0: And you know yeah. what? It was random. Like we got like, super lucky, just like super great random? guests. <laughs> wow,
1: wow! I mean, I would have picked him.
0: Yeah.
1: I, uh, really cool, really cool story.
0: Yeah. So, Jamil, tell us a little bit about yourself for anyone who doesn't know who you are.
1: Uh, well, thank you for having me, guys. I'm Jamil Damji, the co-founder of Keegly, Uh In my opinion, the best wholesale operation in the country. <laughs> we are franchised in 130 markets. I started Keegle in a coffee shop with my sister and two other business partners, Josiah Grams and Hunter Runyon. It has been a phenomenal ride. We we do on average in our corporate store anywhere between 60 to 80 transactions a month, and then our franchises do hundreds of deals. Uh, outside of that, I am uh, a dad, a loving husband. I love my wife, she's the best. Uh, also, uh, I am the star of Triple Digit Flip with my best friend Pace Morby on A&E, so that's super fun. Uh, and on top of that, I am the leader of Astroflipping, which is, again, in my opinion, the best wholesale community that exists on this planet.
2: Jamil, so not to not to make you feel like outshined, but what were you doing at 23 years old?
1: Man. <laughs> I was working at Taco Bell. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I was working at Taco Bell. Uh, I had still had ambitions to be a doctor, so I was living my parents' dream uh, at the time. You know, I I come from an East Indian background, and for us, it's, you know, you either be a doctor or don't come home, Mm -hmm. right? That's like the, that's our life. And so uh, I tried to get into medical school, and I failed at that. I I actually, I did really well in the medical school entrance exam, had a near 4.0 GPA, uh, and I bombed the interview, mm-hmm. and so, you know, when I wasn't accepted in the medical school, it was heartbreaking for me because I literally had done everything right. I was volunteering. I was, um, you know, all of the extracurriculars that you could possibly think of. I was doing. But then, why do you think you bombed the interview? Well, was it like I was a subconscious
2: young. thing, or you?
1: No, I. You know, I was answering truthfully, and I think what ends up happening in those is people rehearse and they come in with like a prepackaged. They They tell the interviewer what they want to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very honest with what my ambitions were. I wanted to be a plastic surgeon because I wanted to make money, mm-hmm. right? And so I was honest with the, uh, with the panel. And I was told that I was a little immature and that I should try to reapply again after some time. Uh, but that was a great candidate. Now, what's funny is that um, my cousin, who might be listening to this, sorry, I'm, I'm, I've been outing you as of late, but... Um, <laughs> He cheated off me on the medical school entrance exam and he got in. <laughs> right? So, and so, like, Is he
2: someone's doctor
1: today? He's, yeah, he's prescribing people stuff. <laughs> and so, you know, when I think of that, it's like, you know, outside of the fact that I made the decision consciously to never let somebody be able to decide my destiny. And I think that was the moment. Yeah. Because I had worked so hard and somebody else could decide. And that's when I knew I had to be in a field where I was driving the boat. And that's what happened. I went from there um, into entrepreneurship. It was a bumpy ride. I, I got into a, a business. Uh, at the time, this is now 2001, 2002. And we were we had started a media company where we were convincing businesses that They should stop advertising in the Yellow Pages and move their business online, start Mm -hmm. advertising with a website. Wild idea at the time. Wild idea. So my job uh, essentially consisted of cold calling businesses out of the Yellow Pages and explaining to them how some of their funds that they've been spending on advertising here could be used to go online so that people could find them and that it was this revolutionary way that people were going to start doing business. And uh, we did really well. I did really well at my job. Mm -hmm. I was... Phenomenal closer. I was selling these five-page websites for six hundred bucks a pop. The problem was is that my business partners hadn't really ran our costs right, and so every time uh, I sold a website for six hundred bucks, we lost a hundred dollars. And so I did so well at my job that we put us out. Of, I put us out of business. And the beautiful thing though is that I was given proximity to my business partner, uh, who was also in real estate, and him and his father were. Knocking down these old houses, and this is in Calgary, Alberta, and they would build new duplexes uh, for, on, these, on these old lots, and they were having a problem finding more building lots. And so thus my real estate journey begins because I, I basically interjected myself into a conversation they were having, and I came to find out that if I could just help them find some of these houses, I, I could make some money. So the next day I was walking my dog, called up for rent by owner, and the rest is history. My first wholesale deal, I made $47,000 after Mm -hmm. I paid the lawyer their their piece and never looked back. So
2: I wanna give you a chance to ask Jamil some questions too because this is a a great opportunity for you, but before, so Jamil, like if, you know, our, our audience are mostly rookies, right? Yeah. So if I'm a rookie and I'm terrified of talking to strangers and rejection, what are some tips you might have about cold calling and being effective with that?
1: So here's the thing, right? They're strangers. And so what's going to happen? I mean, let's, let's just think about it. Like, what is the worst that could possibly happen? Somebody is mean to you? You know, I mean, Okay. Right. So what somebody and it's a person you don't even know that's that's being mean to you. And so, you know, I think that just understanding the reality of like what the fear is based off of the fear isn't that someone is going to cuss you out or be, you know, um, be not receptive to your your call. I think I think the fear is really what if it works? Now what? Because you don't know what to do next, right? So, so many people get stuck and then they think, well, I'm all alone in this. And I, that's why I'm just such a big proponent of, of being a part of a community. There's so many communities out there. I mean, Bigger Pockets, for instance, is a s- massive community of helpful, wonderful people. You can get into the forums and you can talk to folks who are going through the same thing as you. And you can squat up with people and, and really help spread the burden of that fear out. You know, and I think once you start to talk to people who have walked that walk, who have literally done the thing that you're trying to do, and they're alive, <laughs> nothing has happened to them, they may be richer for it, right? And so once you start doing that, I think that the, the imaginary fear dissolves, and then life opens up.
5: Yeah, I love that. I I want to back up first and, and say I love what you said about the entrepreneurial mindset. Yeah, you know, like I don't want to give my time to anybody else. I'd rather work 80 hours for me a week and instead of 40 hours for somebody else. Um, so that was always the the mindset getting into something like this. And, and that's a great question from you. The the cold calling because that was that was one of my biggest problems. Mm-hmm. Was you know picking up the phone and just calling somebody. I didn't know who they were. I didn't know what they did. I didn't even know if it's the right number. Right. And I didn't know who's gonna pick up. So I'd I'd call and be like. Hey, uh, at first it comes off super salesy. I don't even know what to say. But uh, I think you, you hit it on the head with, with joining a group. Um, I said this already before, but I was in, I was in a great group. Um, there's guys younger than me. They're 19 years old. Caleb and Chucky in, in the multifamily strategy group. They are just wheeling and dealing. And uh, it's good to have those people who are ahead of you. Of um, course. Christian yeah. and Cody who have shined the light on where I want to go. They helped me from day one all the way to get to where I am. But it's also good to have people in the group who are exactly where you are and uh, moving along with you. You know, those guys are same guys who are making the cold calls, and you know, you meet up every night, and you're like, "Dude, like I just I can't talk to any of these people, and they're they're getting deals and deals." But then you look in the group, and there's people who are still with you, and to help you move through those uh, through those challenges, and it's it's uh, it's definitely good to have those support groups. It it goes a long ways. A lot I, to be said I for agree.
1: But may I ask, Ethan, the first deal that you did? How did you get that deal? What was your lead generation strategy?
5: <laughs> well, the first one was just a single family house on market on market I offered awesome. the asking price, and um, it was just me and one other bidder. And I was it was right after the peak of COVID, so it had just started going down, and I think a lot of people were afraid. So I kind of I lucked out. I was willing to to take the risk, and it, it paid off for me.
1: Awesome. I wanna I wanna clear uh, a bit up about my strategies because it's it's always been a little bit different from the common conception of how wholesalers will go out and find deals. For the most part, you see a lot of wholesalers out there pulling lists of distress and skip tracing those lists and then calling uh, homeowners direct. I am too lazy for that. Uh, I, I realized that there was a much smarter approach at doing this. And I primarily, and the second piece to that is that you can't build relationships with those people. It's, how do you scale that? How do you scale a business where I've got to spend a dramatic amount of money to get one contract? I think the average cost per contract right now in the US going direct to seller is anywhere between $7 and $14,000. I mean that's that's insane, right? That means you've got to make at least 10 to 15k just to break even on time and energy, right? So my approach has always been a relationship-based approach where how can I do a certain amount of work but be able to come back to the well and keep drinking. And so the approach that I've taken is I work primarily with real estate agents and other wholesalers. Now, there's a complete different cadence, technique, follow-up process that is required to do that you have to be really good at underwriting you have to be really good at at communicating you have to really be able to take down the guards of these agents who have come to the conversation when they hear about wholesale they're immediately it's like their you know their spine stands up because they've heard all these horror stories of working with wholesalers but the facts are is that we provide a significant value to the business place especially for these houses that are in such terrible condition that they're not financeable. And for oftentimes, these retail real estate agents don't have the wherewithal to even handle a house like that. And typically, they're they're of such low value that it's not even compelling for them to want to do the deal. So first and foremost, I think that everybody listening to this right now, if you have any ambitions to do wholesale, like – bet on yourself doing this for a while, right? Believe that you can create an an incredible business from building relationships. I, I look at my wholesale business as one of the most incredible money printing machines that you could ever have, right? We'll do a million to a million dollars, a million and a half dollars a month in assignment fees. I mean, how many properties do you have to own to have that? Right. So, this is the approach and and i think that we have to as a community understand that we don't have to go to sellers we don't have to go and try and get one over on grandma to get a deal that's not that's that's not what this is about for me i love working with agents who understand what i'm looking for who know that when you are buying a house that's in distressed condition that it has an as is cash value and that cash value has to be compelling to somebody in order to come and make the investment. And so this whole question of of you know getting like taking equity it doesn't even exist because this equity doesn't happen until I force it. I'm forcing appreciation on all of these deals by adding value to the situation. So that's my approach. I'm not a cold caller. I don't text people. I'm not going to be the guy who's coming into your call, your phone right now that says potential spam. That's not me. And everybody that I'm talking to, the real estate agents and wholesalers, they want to hear from me. You know, realtors spend thousands of dollars to just make to make their phone ring. And when I call, I'm an actual cash buyer that has the ability to close. I mean, that's compelling. That's something that I think that especially if you are getting started in this business, um, the, the fastest way. Last thing I want to say to that, look at the math here. We, we know that you've got to speak to at minimum, at minimum 200 homeowners before you'll get a contract. So what I see, what I see is that if you talk to say 50 real estate agents a day, who it who are each prospecting themselves imagine if you talk to 50 agents who are each talking to 50 homeowners to try to get listings right how many effective conversations am i having a day if i go that route if 50 agents are each talking to 50 homeowners that's me talking to 2500 people so the math doesn't lie
5: real quick point i just want to reiterate the importance of what you said about the relationships yeah i mean it doesn't matter if you're in wholesale flipping or multifamily commercial the most important investment you can make in my opinion is relationships especially especially early on i mean that's the biggest thing for me is is the people i've met the people who i'm going to meet who are going to provide me with the opportunities and the knowledge that i need to to reach my goals
1: 23 years old right you 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 do this for 20 years man you're going to be you're you, i mean you will be one of those people that People talk about you'll be on stage at Bigger Pockets. you'll be you'll be the guy that folks will be learning from right and it's it's just so incredible to see young people coming in and, and being as you know as, as, as willing to care about their futures as their parents want to care about their futures you know like you said 23 years old man I was working at Taco Bell you know I wanted to be a rapper what was wrong with me? Can you rap? No, <laughs> no. I, yeah, yeah. It was. I listened to too much Tupac. That's,
2: so I, I also wanted to be a rapper.
1: Did you? I literally, I have two
2: mixes out, I'm floating around the internet.
1: Get out of here! I gotta find them. <laughs> I mean,
5: when you first started, what was your what was your biggest focus? How did you go about cultivating those those close relationships?
1: So, uh, simply, I literally called. Between 30 and 50 real estate agents every single day. That was my, that was my goal. Uh, I could hit that sometimes in a few hours. Sometimes it would take me all day if I got a Chatty Cathy, you know, on the other line. But I would, I would make it 30 to, 30 to 50 calls every single day, and my business exploded. It exploded. It. it I mean, it's it's not even not even close. If you compare our deal volume, our deal size, our longevity in the business, and the fact that we franchise now in, uh, into 130 markets, no one can touch us when it comes to our process and our capacity to get this business done. So, uh, it was absolutely focused on on real estate agents. It, it was minimum KPI. I would try to have com- my conversations last two minutes to five minutes at most and uh, that was just it I I was relentless I never let a day go by the only day I took off was Sunday out of respect for people and their time with their families Um, and if they were uh, you know going to worship that day I I didn't want to be bothering them but beyond that I was on it consistent I showed up every day and now look at it
5: yeah I think that's super important I think anybody can uh, can watch a YouTube video or have a little conversation and get motivated, but staying consistent, being disciplined, and and putting in that work to to kick off those relationships, making those calls, that's a whole other story. You you
1: absolutely, brother.
0: Well, Ethan and Jamil, thank you so much for joining us. I mean, that was thank really awesome. <laughs> yeah, the round of applause you hear in the background.
5: <laughs> Perfect timing.
0: <laughs> so, Ethan, can you tell us where everyone can reach out to you and find out some more information about you?
5: Yes. I am E7 Wilson on everything. Uh, Instagram, E7 Wilson, Snapchat, Facebook, Venmo, if you want to bless me. <laughs> uh, but E7 Wilson, that's, uh, that's my social media.
0: And Jamil, what about you?
1: You can find me on IG at jdamji. Also on YouTube, it's just youtubecom Damji. But you can also find me on the—I'll just for, because you guys—the second best podcast on Bigger Pockets <laughs> on the market, where I uh, have an awesome time with Dave Meyer um, and the rest of the crew there. It's just the, so fun to be a part of the Bigger Pockets family. Love it. Yeah.
5: One more thing. I I think I speak for you guys as well. Um, Please do reach out to me. Reach out to these guys. I mean, everybody who's here is very willing to, to have a conversation in the DMs on a phone call. If you can find the phone number. I mean, if you're ahead next to us or or beneath us, I mean, everybody's in their own path and wants to help each other. So please do.
0: Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. I'm Ashley at Wealth from Rentals. He's Tony at Tony J Robinson, and I will say it—we are the number two podcast compared to <laughs> <laughs> on the market. But you're so right. The whole Bigger Pockets host community really is amazing, and just to to be able to be a part of this family is is really awesome.
1: Yeah. Hey, if any of you guys can find the mixtape, um, uh, <laughs> I will pay you two hundred and fifty dollars. So go out there and find the mixtape and uh, make some money.
0: How much for a music video? Because I do have the link to that. (laughs) 300 (laughs) Deal. (laughs) Well, I have to go make $300. So thank you guys so much for joining us. And we'll see you next time. Later.